Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Friday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. The Blackhawks fall short to the Florida Panthers 4-3 in overtime. And man, when you look at the roster the Hawks put out on the ice in this one, Holy crap, how it was even close. They led 2 nothing for most of the game. Oof. They tied a three at the end. They had their chances in overtime to win, uh, but uh, Brandon Montour puts in the game winner on a sweet backhand goal, <laughs> and uh, the Hawks only get one point, which I think no one here is that upset about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't like actively rooting against this team, but uh, this was a night that it started to happen because we were talking about it during the game. Uh the, the ah, they can't lose every game mon- uh, mantra, that's, that's kind of out the window. They need to start losing every game now if we're, if we're trying to shore up the best odds to get the, the top overall pick. Yeah. Like, it's great to have, you know, games like this from, from Mrazek. It's great to have, you know, flashes of, of play from Lucas Reichel that get you excited. That's great. Uh, taking 2 nothing leads into the third period – we don't need any of that. <laughs> That's enough. We of don't that. need any of that. So, yeah, you can't lose them all in regulation. But uh, now we got now we got to root for the Ducks tonight. Yeah. Well, we root for the Ducks every night. That's true. Um, yeah, that might be when you add the fact that Zachary, uh, who was it, Andrews? <laughs> Andrews. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Was our backup goalie tonight? This might have been one of the worst. <laughs> rosters for an NHL games the Chicago Blackhawks have ever iced for an NHL game and they've been around almost 100 seasons this is up there (laughs) this is in the team photo of the worst it's bad yeah Mm -hmm. and the Panthers can we talk about them for a minute yeah go for it what the hell are they doing down there I don't know they won the president's trophy last year they're not selling tickets they got out of the first round and then have done what every team except one over the last three seasons have done and mm-hmm. lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they fire Andrew Brunette, who I get wasn't necessarily their guy. He took over for sure. for Q after yeah. all that stuff broke. But he still led that team to the best record in the regular season in that conference. And, that t- and you bring in... Retread, bum ass Paul Maurice. <laughs> that was a large loogie there. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> you bring in retread Paul Maurice. You trade probably the heart and soul of your team in Jonathan Uberdo and Mackenzie Weger. You bring in Matthew Kuchuk, who's a really nice player. And now you're fighting for your playoff lives. And you need overtime to beat this roster of Blackhawks. On home ice. Uh, Paul Maurice is the... He sucks. He is the most, like, well, he's coached before, so let's keep hiring. <laughs> he is that guy. Like, ah, uh, you know, he's never really done much of a damn thing in his career. He really hasn't. Like, he's fine. Uh, he's one of those guys that just keeps getting jobs mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It's ridiculous. So if you missed the game, and what's wrong with you if you did, uh, here's the <laughs> Hawks' lines. First line is Lucas Reichel, Philip Kurashev, Andreas Athanasiu. Okay. Second line is Tyler Johnson, Cole Gutman, and Taylor Radish. Third line is Anders Bjork, Jason Dickinson, Mackenzie Entwistle. Fourth line, Boris Kachuk, Jujar Kara, Joey Anderson. Your D pairs are the Jones brothers. Jared Tenorti and Nikita Zaitsev is your second pair, oh. with Jared Tenorti wearing the A, and Philip Roos and Ian Mitchell as your third pair. And it took the Panthers overtime to beat this team. They needed a, a three-goal third period to, yeah. to get to overtime. And, look, they had the edge in play the whole game. Peter Mrazek oh, yeah. was outstanding until he just couldn't be anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you guys in the chat want to be mad at anyone, be mad at the Panthers. Like, the, the Hawks are doing everything they can to suck as much as possible. They just play hard. Yeah. That's the when you build a team of guys that play hard and play the right way, they're gonna be in most games. And the hope is, I think, from Kyle Davidson's perspective, like, well, Peter Mrazek probably isn't gonna steal a game for us. 
He almost did. Almost did. He almost did. He got you to overtime. I, I don't know what more the Hawks can do. To tank, like, honestly, yeah. like what should they have just started the emergency backup goalie? Maybe they can't do that. You can't. Like, you can't <laughs> do that. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's from a roster standpoint. There's there's literally nothing more you can do to to take as much talent away as as they as they did uh, at at the trade deadline. And I mean, the the players are not going to tank that is that is not something that a professional athlete will ever do um even if you know management and the direction of the team is going that way a player is going to go out there and give a hundred percent every night night in and night out um it's just you know the the talent gap that i think we're we're hoping uh comes through on the nights where you know the blackhawks are playing these teams that are either in the playoffs or in the playoff chase but i think what's happening is now it's post-trade deadline. The Blackhawks roster has been picked apart. Patrick Kane's not here. Jonathan Taze isn't here. Max Domi isn't here. Um, you know, go, so on and so forth. And I think what's happening is you're getting teams that are playing the Blackhawks, looking at the roster, looking at the standings, and thinking they can just step onto the ice and outskate and outplay these guys just by, by virtue of who they are. And that doesn't seem to be the case. It, the, the Blackhawks, this group, um, you know, the, the, the guys that are still around, uh, they're, they're here playing for an opportunity that, they, that most of them weren't getting elsewhere. Um, and they're, they're playing for either a job next season in Chicago or with other teams. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a roster full of guys trying to make the most of an opportunity. And that can be a dangerous roster. So I think as far as effort and what we're seeing on the ice, like credit to them for not phoning it in and for the pure sake of entertaining hockey, like giving us that uh, credit to Luke Richardson for being able to yeah. all season have his team, no matter who was on it, um, being able to, to play sometimes above their skis. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to be upset at that. It's like, Hey, that's, that's what Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson want to set up as the culture of the team. Culture matters. So that in two or three seasons, when the roster starts to get populated with guys who, who do matter to a team that wants to contend, that's what they want to step into. That's the, the given it all, doesn't matter who you're facing, what night it is, putting in that effort, that's what you want to carry over from, from this season. And it just so happens it comes at the detriment of one point in the standings tonight. Yeah. I think another factor here is you're seeing teams that consider themselves good taking a look at this Hawks lineup and saying, like, well, right, we can probably coast and, and win this game. We saw the Hawks do it all the time in the dynasty where they would play down to the competition. Mm -hmm. Then there'd be five minutes left and the Hawks would be like, all right, that's enough. And then just squash them. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what the Panthers did in this one. I'm not comparing the Panthers to those Blackhawks teams, of course. Um, but I think you, we are seeing a bit of the opponent underestimating the Hawks mm -hmm. and coming out a little half-assed and then getting behind a little bit and having to play catch-up a little bit. So yeah. that's probably part of it, too. But I, I, we've talked about it since well, all season, but especially since the Patrick Kane trade went down. And you said it, Mario. Like Luke Richardson really deserves a lot of credit for this. We're keeping this team not just competing in games but like motivated you see all those names move out heart and soul guys for the hawks it's not just kane mccabe and lafferty and domi and all those guys who were the guys you spent the season feeling really good about even when patrick kane was struggling for the vast majority of the season right you felt good about domi and mccabe later on in the season lafferty started to come on and those are the kind of guys you had some pride in. And I think all of them were very beloved in the locker room, and then they're all gone. This team had every reason to just say, "All right, you know what? We've tried. There's 20 games left. Let's just let's just get to the summer healthy. Let's get to golf season and call it a day." And they haven't. They really haven't. And Lebowski Five says Richardson should get votes for Coach of the Year. I don't remember which one of you said it last show, but he won't. Because it's just how <laughs> hockey works. Right. But if anyone's paying attention to actual Blackhawks games, you'd be seeing a garbage roster competing 
with really good teams. We had a, we had a lot of people early in the season were like, I don't know if Luke Richards, I don't know about this guy. He might not be the guy for the long haul. That's he's a damn good hockey. He's coach. He's a good coach. I'll take Luke Richardson over Paul Maurice any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Paul Maurice, just to wrap up that conversation, what has he done? Uh, not a whole lot of anything. He took he took the Carolina Hurricanes on that magical run to the 2002 Stanley Cup final, where they got blown out by that Red Wings team. Well, yeah. He's coached 17 seasons since then. You want to know how many playoff series he's won in those 17 series? I want to say zero. Series? Is it five? It's five. Five. Wow. Okay. That was a guess. More than I thought. He took, well, <laughs> four of them came in two seasons. Okay. He took the Jets to the conference finals a couple years ago. He took the Hurricanes back to the conference finals in 09. So mm. you take away those two seasons, he's won one, one playoff, playoff series, series in 15 seasons. Yeesh. But let's hire him. Yeah. He's, well, he's what we need. Well, he was the youngest coach. Yeah, well, at one now, point. Now he's not. And he <laughs> at one Jeremy, point. Did, did Jeremy Cotton dethrone him? Was that? Uh, no, Paul Maurice yeah. was a head coach when he was like 27, wasn't he? Uh, 29 right. with 29. the Hartford Whalers. He was the last coach of Hartford Whalers history. Wow. Coach he looks the, good for his – I'll give him that. Yeah. For well, guy has <laughs> been around that long. He yeah, looks, he looks I, good. I always forget. They're like, yeah, they, they said on the broadcast, like, it's his 25th year of coaching. I'm like, he should look way older. And then I remember, oh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was really young when he started coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I know that people are, there's some people frustrated with the extra point, but again, it's just the roster is as bad as it can possibly be. You know, and they're like, Oh, Connor Murphy, you're having a family issue. Like oh, take a couple days. No problem. Stay locked. You're not feeling good. Have a seat. We'll sign an e-bug. Yeah. Right. They're, they're well, literally doing everything they can. And it's just, I also find it funny that, uh, they, um, a lot of the people in the chat that worry about the points, uh, on Twitter or wherever, worry about, oh, no, we get these extra points. We're going to point fourth. We're going to pick fifth. We're going to pick sixth. Are a lot of the same people that when they were losing, when they do lose, say, well, just because you finished last doesn't mean you get the first pick. It's like you can't have it both ways. Yeah, well, Just let's let do? the games play out and see where the lottery. That's out of the only thing the Hawks can control is how they finish. Yeah. After that, it's out of everybody's control, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, for the lottery. <laughs> Yeah. And listen, we just got to let it play out, and, and we can't wring our hands over every point. Well, fine. You know what? Screw it. Wring your hands over every point. We've been having, we had to have this conversation <laughs> yeah. since Six, October. You want to wring your hands? times. Wring your hands. Year. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the chat, I failed to mention, make sure you smash that like button. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Our Bears show today. Ooh. Pulled 100 new subscribers. They had 4,000 consecutive viewers. Why? What happened? Yeah, the Bears <laughs> made a trade. If you're happy about the Bears trade, smash that like button. Yeah. I mean, wow, it's it's that it's was, crazy uh, to think about. Yeah, and, uh, quite the quite the moment. So when we're done, make sure you go check out their uh, special emergency podcast that they did earlier today. We're going to update the tank standings and all that stuff. So make sure you stick was, around for that. We've the got the pick of the week today, S- Stephen. Something about the Rangers. I saw what was oh, about, about Patrick Kane. Oh. Congratulations yeah, to Kaner no, on we, his we first goal. Care. We don't care. Well, that we was the that was the that was the makeup because he gave up the, yeah, the he, shift before he yeah. turned it over. Uh, Rangers run a power play. Patrick Kane turns the puck over. Nobody. Uh, the piano arrived right on time, <laughs> and Patrick Kane just could not find the energy to get back, and uh, and they scored. The Canadian scored, and then he scores on the next shift basically mm-hmm. uh that was the full it's experience the game. and you sh- yeah. you sent us a screenshot uh we were talking about it on rangers our- <laughs> twitter losing yeah. their yeah, we, we, minds we uh we have our, our little group chat and uh uh jay sent us a little screenshot of rangers twitter after that play and uh <laughs> i they don't sh- like patrick kane i don't know how i don't know how they reacted about 86 seconds later when he scored but yeah right yeah i just after he gave up that uh turnover i went on and just typed in patrick kane and went to latest <laughs> and it was like Patrick Kane sucks F you Patrick Kane Patrick Kane blows what a terrible trade yada He's yada so washed yeah yeah it's interesting you know I would not that we're going to spend a lot of time on this but I was just thinking about it like here Patrick Kane had all the credit built up immediately great Calder Trophy Stanley Cups everything you want Consmythe, mm-hmm. yada 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 so he was Teflon in this town no matter what we saw it this year he sucked and people were pretty like yeah whatever you know, right, Patrick yeah. Kane, it's not his fault. He doesn't have a lot of talent. New York has no loyalty to Patrick Kane. No. 
none. If anything, mm. they've got massive expectations for him. Yeah. And, and this is going to be the first time in his career where he's hearing it with with real pressure. It'll be interesting. Yeah, and I, th- I think outside of Chicago, there's still a large portion of the NHL fan base that uh, holds a lot against Patrick Kane. So he's he's now in a market that doesn't have any any love for him built in. So, yeah, it's it's going to be there's, an interesting to see how that be, uh, There's pressure on him for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Him and Tarasenko, man, because everything they gave up to give those two guys, and if that doesn't – if it doesn't end up with a – the very least a trip to the Stanley Cup final, was it worth it? Well, at least to the Eastern Conference final, that that would help us. Uh, sure, but I mean, if I'm the if I'm the Rangers, <laughs> but yeah, and I Rangers, give up all that, and I don't at least win an Eastern Conference championship, it's it's a failure. Yeah, yeah, you you go all in, you go all in for not. those two guys. Yeah, seems like purely rentals. They they have to come back with a with a parade. Yeah, and uh, comment from Design Love there. Uh, guy on the Bears Emergency Podcast dropped four hundred dollars in super chats today. So you guys got to step your game yeah, up. Yeah, four hundred dollars. You guys are four hundred dollars short of that one guy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, get us to the draft. Let's go. <laughs> be very very yeah, helpful. That would, that would, we would, we would, that would appreciate be great. that. Yeah, that's We're for damn have to sure. Kickstart program coming up soon. Yeah. Go um, me. Well, you know what, guys? The, the the main reason we're we're really watching every shift and paying big attention, aside from it being our job, is that Lucas Reichel's here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I feel like now that we're at this point in the season, win or lose, we should probably just spend a dedicated amount of time talking about Lucas Reichel's game. And there was a shift from him in the second period today where he was just dominant. Yeah. Carrying the puck. Getting scoring chances, almost scored a goal. Uh, just he he looked really good in moments. Now, not the most visible game from him. He finished with a minus one, sixteen twenty three of ice time. He had two shots on goal and two more shot attempts. So not not the not the greatest game Lucas Reichel's ever played. But when you see those flashes and you see those moments from him, it's so encouraging because I think for a lot of folks, early in his career, probably before his last call up and this one. People are, there, we saw a bunch of people in here worried about him, yeah. worried about his development because you just were not seeing those moments from him. Uh, and they're ha- you're seeing at least one or two from him in every game, including, was it the third? Yeah, it was the third period. Hawks were down 3-2, and he had a, a, he had a really fast rush right up yeah. the middle and at the last second had it poked away. But, yeah, the, Reichel is flashing, and uh, and he's looked really, really good since the call. No points again, but just uh, I really like the way he's been playing. Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's starting to really find some consistency in his game. Uh, and that's just that's just one of his biggest things right now, especially at where he's at in his career and his development. He's young. Um, you know, he's he's getting still his his first real tastes of the NHL um, and, and just being able to consistently put together, you know, Game by game, shift by shift efforts. I think that's one of the biggest things for him uh, that that he can he can do to in, to improve and show those flashes and, and string some mm-hmm. of those things together. He's had some some really good games. Uh, you know, the 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 few games he's been up recently have been pretty good performances. The games that he had uh, back in what was it January? Was that pre All Star break or was that right after the ball? I can't remember. When it was about a month and a half ago. Pre All Star break, I believe. Was it okay? Yeah. So yeah, in January, when he was called up and and had a you know a really good breakout, uh, and then was sent right back to Rockford. I mean, that's that's what you got to that's what you want to see from him. And you know, he's he's eventually going to go back to the Ice Hogs and uh, at the end of the the season here. But yeah, I think you know it was it was a good good showing from him again, and just continue to string those things along and and those those kinds of performances together and. Yeah, it's build all the momentum he can till next season, and then next year it's going to be, you know, it's basically going to be his team, I think. We got a $30 super chat from Casimir saying, go get some pops on me, guys. We appreciate that. Nice. Thank you very much. And a comment from Michael. He says, this is the perfect scenario. Close games, but lose in the end, never getting blown out. This is what I wanted. Games you can actually watch. And, yeah, I mean – it's been well, that way much of the year. Yeah, most of the year they've been. There's been very few games where they've just been completely ran out of the building. Sure, they may get run out of a building for a period, but for 40 minutes, they're they're looking pretty good. But even mm-hmm. when, even when like 
there's been a lot of games where at the end of the night you look up and you're like, holy cow, they got clobbered in possession, yeah. you know, doubled up in shots, all that stuff. The games never really feel that bad. There were games last year where you were like, oh, my God, can this end? Mm-hmm. This is painful to watch. Yeah. It sucks. It's like the, they're not competing. They're getting their asses kicked. It was pretty f- much every game since we jumped on the beat. Last really? Well, yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. Well, and, and don't, you forget the start of last season. Yeah. How awful those games were. Like, and yeah, it was brutal. It was, it, it was no, uh, you know, no coincidence that they were, what, 1-12, in 1-11 in uh, to begin the year, 1-9-2 yeah. and two, technically, but... Those those games were just so bad, and it was just like, why is this team that was supposed to be a bubble playoff contender playing so poorly? Uh, and I and I think it goes back to what we were saying uh, earlier in the show how this how this team and and this coaching staff has the the players locked in and 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 competing. And at the beginning of last season, that was not the case. Oh, absolutely. So so having games like this where you know you end up losing. But it's close. It's entertaining. There's moments where you're like seeing what what can what can be coming for the Blackhawks. Like that's the perfect scenario. Yeah, and, and one it helps that you have a roster full of guys that were are are really playing for next season, yeah. whether it's here or elsewhere. They're a bunch of guys that would not be in the NHL if it wasn't for the Blackhawks calling and or trading for them. They, you know, they'd be AHL guys. They'd be wherever. Mm-hmm. So they're getting an opportunity. And these guys, guys like Joey Anderson, you know, Brady, uh, uh, Boris Chuck uh, Kachuk tonight. Sorry. Can't get all the Chucks. Brady Kachuk. Yeah, a lot. Boris Kachuk. Same close. guy. Close you know, enough. squint hard enough. It's, it's kind of <laughs> like Nicholas Jermison and TVR almost being the same. Yeah. <laughs> one, in the, so, one in the same. Oh, uh, um, but like guys like that, you know Taylor Radish <laughs> and, and uh, these guys that just you know they wouldn't be you, you look at look at a guy like Caleb Jones. I know he we talk about him a lot. That yeah, he's you know he's he's had rough patches, but overall this season from start to finish he's progressed a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's and ma- Luke likes him, and he obviously, but he's making he's taking advantage. Jared Tenorti. Assistant Captain Jared Tenorti. I can't believe that's a thing. Uh, that's in the file, right? Uh, it has to be. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, like, you see these guys that would be in the AHL if they were playing for 25 other teams. So they're playing yeah. hard because they realize, if I want to stay in this league, I've got to do – I've got to open up some eyes here, whether it's coming back and playing for the Blackhawks next season or – Getting signed somewhere else, they're playing for their hockey futures, and they're they, they're guys that look like that, and that's what you want to see. That's good. That's on the coaching, getting them ready to play, uh, you know. And and just to wrap up our thoughts on Reichel, this is a kid that looks like he is not intimidated by the speed, or the pace of the NHL game. Right. He's comfortable. He's ready and. He knows I'm the best player we got right now, yep. and I'm going to play like it. That's he true. knows it. He's got the confidence. And that's what – how many times did we say – talk about Kirby Doc, about his biggest enemy was Kirby Doc in between his own – Absolutely. In between his own ears. Yes. Lucas Reichel looks – he's got some swagger. He's got some confidence. He knows he's good. He knows he's good, and he's playing good, and that is so key – Especially for a player in that situation. Uh, yep. Design Love, thank you for the $20 super chat. He says he's $380.01 short. Sorry, love you all. Great work. Thank you very much for thank that. You. I want to shout out Zare Etmeyer for having the coolest name in the chat. Yeah. Uh, he says you guys deserve a big praise for a quality podcast day in and day out. Well, we do? Okay. Oh, it's you. not easy to follow the Hawks <laughs> these days, but you guys do a great job to keep us fans engaged for better days to come. Well done. Thank you for that. And then Alan K earlier in the chat mentioned something about Reichel in overtime. Uh, there it is. You're right on it there, Steven. Boom. Uh, although in the three-on-three overtime in the second shift, it was Seth Jones and Kurashev. They had Radish out there instead of Reichel. I'm waiting to see if um, if Luke Richardson was as pleased with Reichel's performance as we were. Because over the last little bit, we've seen Reichel getting those opportunities. Late in the game, down. Uh, he was out there today with yeah, the empty yeah. net, so that's good. Uh, 
but we did not see him in that second shift in overtime where you might expect him to, to be seen. Yeah. So um, speaking of Luke Richardson, by the way, a little bit of an update. Uh, Anders Bjork will not be available tomorrow. Uh, the Hawks will be ha- having to call somebody up here. Interesting. Uh, okay. to, for yeah. tomorrow's game. And I wonder if it's Luke because he Phil. just signed that deal today. Yeah. Maybe. Congratulations to Luke. Send us Rocco Grimaldi. Why the hell not? Yeah. Well, he's on an AHL deal. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. sign him and yeah. bring him back up. <laughs> then, yeah. then, uh, then was it Xander? Did I say, was that the name? The guy I just said Zare. the coolest name? X-A-R-E. Yeah. Yeah, Zare. If, uh, if Rocco Grimaldi comes up, you're demoted to second coolest name. Sorry. <laughs> we need more sounds, Roccos that sounds in like somebody. That sounds like a, like a really cool Jedi Knight name. It does. Rocco I agree Grimaldi. with that. No. Zayer. Oh, Zayer. Zayer? Oh, okay. Yeah. Rocco Grimaldi sounds like a guy from The Sopranos. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And we've him, got him a, and Joey Anderson are going to open up a beef stand on the corner. <laughs> pizza and packaged goods. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, the peer pressure is working tonight, by the way. A $20 yeah, super wow. chat from Mark says, I've never done a super chat before. I don't Thanks, have anything Mark. clever to say That's other than you guys deserve it. Some of the best coverage out there, especially in such a difficult season. Hey, man, we appreciate that. Uh, it's great. There's been less said for more money on this yes. network. So. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have anything clever to say either. So Exactly. Well, thanks worry, for uh, Appreciate it. Well, make sure you smash that like button for us. we got 47 likes. We're going to spin the tank wheel at the end of the show. I'm going to set a big goal today because, again, Bears make a big trade. Lots Bears. of super chats coming in. It's a big day here at CHGO. Let's get to 100 likes for that bonus spin. I think we can do it. Yes. We've got enough people in the chat to make it happen. So if you're here, smash that like button for us, and we'll get an extra spin at the tank wheel. And if you missed our last show, our last spin, the Hawks got the top pick. They just sure did. So there you go. Yes, you uh, saved Tankathon's butt. I wonder if uh, if they have Jedi robes. for Hawks fans at FOCO. They probably have Blackhawks robes. I would almost guarantee that. Yeah, all mm. you got to do is just... Add a lightsaber, it's a Jedi. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams here at CHGO, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side or west side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, robes, and everything in between. Get decked out like... Boris Kachuk. Boris Kachuk. (laughs) With apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift... For the hockey fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com, that's F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that's the code CHGO for 10% off your order at FOCO.com. And if you're looking to get out to the final few Blackhawks games this season... Get your chance to see Boris Kachuk and Joey Anderson in person at the United Center. Be sure to check out our friends at Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Uh, I could definitely tell that people down there in Sunri- Sun- Sunrise, Sunrise, Sunrise Florida yep. uh, were not taking advantage of the Game Time app because there were good seats to be had. It was dressed like an empty seat night. Oh, I, I forgot, <laughs> of course. Hey, have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like sitting at the 50-yard line watching Justin Fields throw bombs to DJ Moore? Well, you can do it with game time. And they have the biggest last-minute price drops that can be found on seats you never thought you could buy. You're not going to find a better deal on tickets this season to any of the Chicago teams in town. Game time was created by fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. And even if you scour the Internet, for a lower price on another website, and you do happen to find one, good luck, uh, you can bring it to game time, and they will match that price. That's how much they care about getting you the best deal possible. If you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. When you do that, you're going to be joining over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and have scored the best seats to all of your favorite events. All right, shall we do our four stars of the game? We shall. Our let's contracts say we have to. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> the number three star of the game for the Florida Panthers, Itu Lusterainen. I take Lusterainen to control my diabetes. He had a goal, an assist. He's a plus two. 17-34 of ice time. Four shots on goal. Four more shot attempts. A hit, a block shot, and 100% of his one faceoffs. We're one, so nice. that's a good job. Way to well go. done. Number two star, my favorite player who's not a Blackhawk, Matthew Kachuk, mm. with three assists, 
22.52 of ice time, seven shots on goal, wow. three more shot attempts, a hit, and a giveaway. What a bum. Giveaway. Oh, Ugh, show up. Sucks. And your number one star, Brandon Montour, with mm. the sweet overtime winner, a goal, an assist. He played 23-28, four shots on goal of his own, with two more shot attempts and a hit. Not only was the overtime winner a very sweet goal, the celebration was nasty too. Go back and watch it. Not only does he do like the little like the ice flip, he spins the stick in his hand. Very nice, Sully. I appreciated that. Double so Brandon Montour is your number one star. I'm giving my four star of the game to Seth Jones. Twenty eight oh nine of ice time for the Hawks. Thirty one shifts. He had a shot attempt, three hits, and a block shot. Just another solid night for Seth Jones who is doing the best he can with a <laughs> brutal team on the ice with him. Doing all uh, and he just continues to put together good game after good game. Another good one for Seth. Yeah, I'm going to go with the guy that I, I was going to do last game, but then changed it. But uh, going to go with Tyler Johnson, uh, one of the few like veteran yep. you know, guys with a lot of experience left on this team. Uh, big night. He had the he had an assist. Finished at a plus one, which is pretty good when your team gives up four goals. Uh, you didn't, weren't out there. Led the team with three shots on goal, and uh, also had uh, a couple of takeaways. So he's playing good at the defensive end, and he's been like the last couple of games. He's kind of been like a little red ass Tyler Johnson. Like he's been out bit. there and, yeah, and you're right, getting in guys' faces and, and mixing it up a little bit. Uh, you know, he's a guy that cares. Like, he shows that, like, he's playing for his pride. He's a guy that's won a couple of Stanley Cups. He's on the back end of a big contract. He could be phoning it in. All the injuries he's had over the last couple of seasons, he can be like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm just gonna give this ankle uh, the rest of the season <laughs> off and come at it. No, he's out there. He's yeah. busting his ass. He He's trying to win hockey games. So, uh, good job for uh, Tyler Johnson. Yep. My fourth star of the game, <clears throat> Taylor Radish. He had the uh, pretty sweet assist on the game's opening goal. Uh, finished with two shots on goal, two blocks in 18 minutes and 17 seconds of ice time. I believe he also uh, had a couple of individual scoring chances that he created. Um, just, again, you know, I, I think we said it last game. He's just, after a, a two-goal performance, he's one of those guys that really made the most of the opportunity that that he got at the end of last season after you know coming over in the Brandon Hagel trade and he was buried on a very deep and talented Tampa Bay Lightning team and got the opportunity with the Blackhawks and 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 has made the most of it and turned into a you know pretty decent uh NHL player and and he's a guy that's got some uh you know he's got he's got some good hockey ahead of him so we're hoping that maybe Anders Bjork or Joey Anderson you know, has an opportunity to become this year's Taylor Radish, and uh, just good to see Radish playing well. He's gonna he's gonna finish this year towards the top of the uh, of the charts for Blackhawks scoring, and I think he's still he's second. At he's the, got uh, one. He's got thirty points to Seth Jones thirty one. Okay, in right. uh, ten more games, but still, uh, still sixteen goals, fourteen assists, and sixty six games, and that's still the tied for the lead in goals. It's all him. Uh, yep. Nice. Well, that it's just him. Yeah. Just him. He's all alone in first place. Taves and Athanasiu second with 14. All right. Well, there you go. So, yeah, good good, good performance from Taylor Radish tonight. Quick observation before we move on from this game. Yes. Uh, Hawks won 55% of the faceoffs tonight. That was a concern of mine with Taves on the injured list and yeah. Max Domi gone. But uh, how about our guy? Philip Kershev winning 10 yeah. of 17 faceoffs tonight. Not bad. That's pretty good. Cole Gutman, another big night, uh, nice night. He won 6 of 11, as did uh, Jujar Kara and Jason Dickinson. And I want to give a little shout-out. He didn't get a four-star, but I'm going to give a, a stick tap in the direction of the recently engaged Jujar Kara. Two assists tonight. Nice hey, game for him. There you That's, go. You don't get, you don't, he is not on this team to provide points. So anytime he does, especially when yeah. he gets two in one game, uh, good for him. He's another guy, much like a Tyler Johnson, who has had to deal with a lot of adversity health-wise yeah. since coming here in Chicago. So it's good to see he worked his ass off to get back in the lineup, and he, and he gets rewarded with a couple of uh, 
couple of big assists tonight, so good yeah. job for him. It's probably because um, he got way, engaged last month. Hey, yeah, there you go. It's, it's you know, but apparently it's big news today. Uh, box score is updated. Philip Kurishev won 11 of 17 faceoffs. Oh, nice. Even so better. There you go. That's a 65%, my friends. You put that in the universe. <laughs> See what happens? You're hey, welcome, you, Phil. you take that from, from, from him any night. That's right. Uh, two more super chats to get to Windy City Hockey. Gives us two bucks and says, here's a couple of bucks. Thank you. All right. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate that. that. Right. Nice. It's like uh, dirty work. Here's your $2. <laughs> appreciate that. Hockey and $2. Ryan. $2. <laughs> Ryan says, go buy a Goose Island after the podcast with his $5 super chat. Nice. Okay. All right. We will do that. And okay. Michael, who's very kind today, I got to say, uh, he says, if not for CHGO, the Hawks would never be mentioned in this city of bad sports talk radio. <laughs> well, it got worse a year ago. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, that's for damn sure. So thank you, Michael, that's for the true. for the kind words. Yes, uh, look, you. man, we're we're happy to be here. We're having a great time every night, despite uh, you know, despite how the games yeah, go most nights. Somebody other earlier in the chat said, "I don't know how you guys do it every night." We're doing. We're 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 these, this, our, this is our dream job. Yeah. yeah, it was good hockey, bad hockey. We're getting paid to watch hockey. That's, I don't know how anybody it. could wake up in the morning and say, damn it, I got to get paid to watch hockey again. They're yeah. Like, no, That's, it's, it's all good. Uh, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael was also saying he's he's going to see the uh, Ice Hogs tomorrow night hey. uh, in the Mont of Roses taking on the Chicago Wolves, who he should look out for. Um, mm. Again, there's not a lot of like the... Most of now the, that Reichel's here, I was gonna say most of those guys are here. Gust, th- Gutman. There, there's not Reichel. a ton of like the guys that are playing for Rockford that really project to be long term, outside of a couple of defensemen. So keep your eyes yeah. on the defense. Check out Alex Vlasic, how he's been playing. Uh, Alec Regula, you know, still has some potential here. Isaac Phillips is back with Rockford, so. Those are the guys to kind of pay attention to. If David Gust is back, I assume David Gust is back. That will be a fun guy to watch mm-hmm. playing against his former team, the Wolves. Um, but, yeah, like with Reichel up here, the best prospect that the Ice Hogs had <laughs> all year yeah. is here. So I would keep an eye on some of those young defensemen, mainly Vlasic. I, I, I haven't seen him play in person yet this season, so I kind of want to get uh, – hopefully we'll be getting to some of the playoff games. I want to see how he's progressed uh, from what we saw at the end of last season to this season. Um, hopefully, it, like that full season of AHL development is, is paying dividends. Uh, speaking of guys who used to be with Rockford and are now here, uh, Cole Gutman with the late goal to tie the game to force overtime, his fourth goal in 13 games, that is a 25-goal pace. And, you know, it's sure. a very small sample size. Yeah. But we've talked about him since his call-up. As we look at this roster and try to think about guys who might be here when they're good again, I think Cole Gutman is in the conversation. I mean, he never looks out of place. Yeah, and I know the other night they had a really that line had a bad possession night. I think it was it the Detroit game. Whatever it was, game it the was. Detroit game because yeah. they they were the best line in, uh, uh, against Ottawa, and then they were one of the worst trios against Detroit and then tonight I think they were the best line that they had and I think it was they were the best line against Nashville and the worst against Ottawa whatever it was but well no they smoked Ottawa 5 nothing though I think it was the Detroit game well they were the best line for the Hawks tonight for sure um and Philip Bruce had a nice game too we'll get to him in yeah, a little hey, bit as well yeah. Nice. um but yeah it, it's to see these guys like look as we talk about this team and we try to project that what's going to be in the future there's a lot of guys that are going to maybe take a jump that we don't expect. Gutman was a late uh, signed last year, right? End of the year, out of college, college sort of a yeah, thing. He was a college free agent. He was after, a college free agent. Yeah, and there just wasn't a lot of hype about it. Like, okay, it's a guy who had a good college career, great. These things happen too. Like these kind of out of the blue signings that can come and result in someone who could be a real competitor. And, and I think it's it's encouraging to know when you look at the staff that Kyle Davidson has assembled, and not just like their qualifications, but just in numbers alone, mm-hmm. they've got eyes everywhere. It's not this limited staff anymore where it's just a few people scouting a few places. They've got eyes all over college, Europe, you know, all over the world, all over the country, all different levels. So they're looking for it. Jackson Stauber's another one, mm-hmm. a free agent signed out of college who we said, okay, you know, a, a depth signing at the time. 
when he's come up and played this year, he's been really good. Yeah. So now he's another guy we start to mention as well. Maybe, you know, you look three, four years down the road, maybe he's Drew Comesso's backup. Who knows? We don't know. But it's not just Korchinski, Nazar, you know, Bedard Fantilli potentially. All these little depth pieces, like Brandon Hagel was a six-round pick, right? Like, you can find talent from a lot of places and go back to the dynasty and look at that lineup. It wasn't just all elite first rounders yeah. and number one overall guys. Yeah, they had Kane and they had Taze, but they had a lot of guys who were drafted later in the draft that really made huge impacts. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think this now is kind of the fun part of the rebuild. Now that we're through, not through, we're almost done with year one of the absolute burn it to the ground, tear it down from the studs. Patrick Kane has been traded, so that pain has come and gone. We're at ground zero. Yeah, only, exactly. Only, only way to go up. So whatever the future holds for Jonathan Taves, we don't know, but whatever. Um, now, I don't know if the, the point arrow will be pointed up, but the development arrow will be pointed up, and yeah. there'll be some guys to keep an eye on. And as a Cub fan, I think about those years when you knew they were on the cusp, watching highlights of Chris Bryant like from, from winter ball and Javier Baez in, in Iowa. And like, you just like, oh my God, like all these guys are kind of, and maybe Reichel's like the Rizzo, the first one to arrive, the first sure. one to make an impact, right? And then they start filling in and then maybe these guys you didn't expect, like Wilson Contreras, who is not a sure thing, comes in and makes it, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this can- th- we, don't, we don't mention his name anymore. Yeah, I know, it's <laughs> really, he, wow. I, he's mad, I get it. Um, but- uh, Baby. This to me- is fun like yeah the games themselves are going to end with more losses and wins but it's cool to see the future of this organization start to come to fruition and i think now we're really seeing it with reichel seeming to be up full time and who knows i could send me down tomorrow um gutman here and and here for sure yeah but um i don't know i i kind of enjoy this part of it i really do yeah because we've seen as a as long long time hawks fans saw Keith and Seabrook, like, oh, okay. And Taze and Kane, like, oh. And then Hosa. And then it's like, oh, my God, it's happening. Yeah. You know, this is the fun part. And you could say you were there when Cole Gutman was your number one center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think going through uh, this year, working on the rebuild report, um, just paying attention more this year than I think really ever to the prospect system and, and, really for the for the first time in a very long time uh getting legitimately excited for Blackhawks prospects coming through the system and not just like oh this one guy is doing kind of okay yeah if you so, squint, he so might be yeah a, if you if you look real hard guy. he could be on their third yeah. line someday like no now you're looking at guys who you know you don't have to squint like you can look at them and say that guy is going to be real good if he keeps doing what he's doing right now and and I I think uh, eventually, over the next year, two years, a lot of these young guys that are in the system now or coming into the system, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna watch them grow as as players and as people, and it's gonna be a lot of fun to start to kind of get attached to this new generation, this new era of Blackhawks coming through, and you know, in, in a handful of years, like Taze and Kane jerseys were in the, in the 2010s, you might see, you know, bountiful Korchinskis and Nazars and hopefully Bedards. And, and like, it's going to, it's going to feel Bedard. Bedard's going to, if it's Bedard, all you're going to see are are Bedards, but uh, yeah, immediately. But um, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be fun. um, You know, seeing, uh, seeing this, this new wave come through, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some patience, of course, but it's it's going to be a lot of fun. The like you said, I think the painful part is coming to an end, uh, and and the fun can can begin. Yeah, we stressed out all season about the trade deadline and Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. Will they? Won't they? That's over. And you know what? I, I think you know. And we've said all season, oh, this team's going to be awful after the deadline, but they're playing hard, and I think. Now that that whole distraction is out of that locker room, the guys who had been here since day one are playing a little more loose. 
A, they know they're not getting traded, and B, they don't have to be asked about, hey, how how, how did Patrick Kane practice? To, like, right. that's over. So now they can focus on just doing their jobs. And, yeah, I think the hardest part of this rebuild is now in our rearview mirror. Yeah. Now we can start focusing. We've already focused on a couple guys. Reichel, Gutman, those are guys. Reichel we were hoping for all season. Gutman has pretty much come out of nowhere. Mm. And now he's a guy that is a legit piece maybe going forward and next year there'll be more of those guys and we'll get we'll get an influx of guys in the uh rockford at the end of this season that may or may not get a couple of pro games yeah just some excitement more guys in rockford next year you know i would imagine guys like nolan allen and ethan del mastro will probably be in rockford for some of the season maybe you know del mastro could challenge for a roster spot but i think Kyle Davidson is going to be. I'd be. I'd be shocked if it's if it's a a ton of young guys next year. Not at the start of the season. Yeah, maybe at the end. Maybe at this time next year, we're talking about those guys making up uh, a bigger chunk of the roster. Davidson has definitely let us know that he is going. He would rather overdevelop somebody than underdevelop Mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. yeah. So, but but if you get Nolan Allen and Del Mastro in Rockford next year, that's something to be excited about Mm -hmm. with the Ice Hogs. Make my half of the rebuild report a little more prospecty <laughs> would be nice. Um, so, yeah, there's this is the exciting part. You're starting to see the seeds get planted, and now we've got a little water a little bit, and then we'll eventually see a little 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 seedlings start poking through that dirt. Mm. And you know, this year's last year's draft class has looked really good so far. Yeah. Now we get the draft class that we've been talking about literally since the day we launched yeah. a little over a year ago. It's, yeah. it's on its way. We don't know who it is yet, but it, we're getting closer to it. We put all the, the, the all the Patrick Kane stuff is behind us, and now we can focus on the future of this franchise. And Kyle Davidson has only had this job for a year, but this is the brightest the future of this organization has looked in a long time time yeah Mm -hmm. no doubt so i'm trying to think as we're talking here like guys who could play full-time next year like rockford guys maybe isaac phillips yeah maybe alex vlastic who finished the season with 15 games with the hawks looked pretty good and then has not played a game for the hawks all year i think a lot of us had him penciled in for a spot this year yeah and it hasn't been the case so maybe he's the guy that comes up and plays while del mastro and allen join rockford you're probably gonna get them two up add two at least and Mm -hmm. then go from there so those are some of the guys to watch. And a bunch of people in the chat talking about Colton Dock, um, which is an interesting name because um, much like his brother, he is always hurt. Yep. He is hurt all hurt. the damn time. And came, it, it's came not back, a knock. It's a, it's, a, it's a fact. Came back from a uh, from in- shoulder injury that he sustained at the World Juniors, uh, was traded to Seattle, played a few games with Seattle, and now he's hurt again. Uh, so it's 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 tough. It's a tough look for him. Um, is he injury prone? I I, I mean, I guess keeps, by definition, right? He keeps getting hurt. So you, you I don't know if I don't know if that's something to to really be worried about. But it's not uh, it's not looking great. So hopefully it's uh, it's something that maybe he's just having a, a bad stretch of injury. You know, injury bugs biting him. But uh, hopefully that's not the. Uh, the cases he progresses because he's he's in a tremendous position right now with Seattle to play a lot of meaningful games in the WHL right now. Uh, so it would be great for him to be on the ice. Uh, question from, I think it was Mongo. No, it's Shep. It says, do you expect to see any NCAA prospects joining the Blackhawks yes. when the season is over? Yeah, I think Kaiser's a guy we've talked about. Landon Slaggart's a guy we've talked about. Kaiser seems like one, whenever Minnesota Duluth season is over, he will sign. Uh, Slaggard is Slaggard's. I feel like 50 50. Like there's a slim chance Notre Dame gets an NCAA tournament bid, but I think it's very slim. Apologies, Jay. That's just the just reality. Um, yeah. <laughs> so his season might be over, but his younger brother is going to be a freshman at Notre Dame next season. Um, his dad is the coach. It kind of seems like if he wanted to have one more year there, Makes sense. probably be the captain. You know, he got to play with his older brother, play with his younger brother. Like, it seems like that would be enticing. Um, NHL game checks are enticing, too. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see how you weigh it. But yeah, I'm pretty so sure it, he's played with his brother before. 
Probably. <laughs> never yeah. played in the NHL. So, so we'll see what happens there. But um, out of those two, like Kaiser definitely feels like he'll he'll be making the jump. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Camezzo is is interesting because it's like he he could play another year in college, and I don't think it would hurt anything. Like, no. there's not really a, a push for him to necessarily need to be in nah. Rockford next no, year. No, if you got, you know, you got Stauber. Stauber, Morazic, and Soderblom are all signed for next season. Right. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. That one, I feel like he, his decision might be more, let's, let's go to the, to the pro, pro ranks. We'll see. It'll be exciting to see him regardless one way or another. Uh, before we get to our uh, tank standings, uh, a quote here from Luke Richardson. This is courtesy of Ben Pope. He says, we preserved on the six on five and never gave up. That's been our MO all year. It's really good to see the guys not get discouraged by letting a team come back. We stayed composed and calm and did the job to get it to overtime. Unfortunately, they got the bounce. I mean, that's what we've been talking about the entire show. Yeah. Is despite their lack of talent, this Hawks team uh, just does not give up. And uh, with that, we've got to name our DraftKings king of the game. DraftKings king of the game goes to Peter Morazic. Yes, he gave up four goals, but boy, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. 39 saves, a .907 save percentage. He is our DraftKings king of the game, and DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of CHGO and All City. They've got those great NBA no-sweat same-game parlays. Major League Baseball is starting soon. Get those preseason wagers in. I put my money down on the Cubs and Sox over the other day. Uh, a bunch of other fun stuff to play in there as well. So jump in there and look at those baseball futures. Uh, and, you know, the same game probably is like we play all the time. Anytime goal scorer. Who's going to score first? Who's going to score last? You've obviously got your, your money lines and your spreads and all those things. There are a million ways to play on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 Dollars and bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now Greg has your DraftKings pick of the week. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, can't do any of the really fun, detailed same game parlays for tomorrow's NHL action because they don't usually put the players' bets in there until morning skates happen, make sure guys are actually playing. Uh, but we're going to do an over-under parlay for two of the games tomorrow. I'm taking over seven goals for tomorrow's primetime matchup of the Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, that's that feels like free money. Yeah, and I am parlaying it with under six and a half for Rangers at Sabres. Now, you may be saying, Greg, the Sabres just gave up 10 goals yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Right, which means they're not going to do that again. I think they're going to have a bounce-back game. They're going to keep it low. Patrick Kane's not going to score. He's going to turn over the puck to Tage Thompson. <laughs> it's going to be a 2-1 to Sabres win. So I am parlaying over 7, Edmonton and Maple Leafs, under 6.5 Rangers-Sabres. That is for plus 330 odds. All right. So bet 10 bucks, win 33 that is our DraftKings pick of the week. I love it. It's a good pick. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, we always pump our tires of our picks, and we haven't gotten one in a while. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, that's why, you know, that's what I did. What a, I did a, a challenging. I did a four-leg parlay last night uh, for point scores in the NHL since there were so many games. And uh, I had Svechnikov over, you know, over half a point. He scored. Uh, Tage Thompson, over half a point. He had two assists. Miko Rantanen, over half a point. He had an assist. The one guy that screwed me, Connor McDavid. Uh, wow. Four, I had wow. McDavid over a point and a half. And I was like, that's the one sure guy. On that feels team. like a sure yeah. thing every and night. And he had no points last you night. You know what, though? If you bet that 82 times, you're coming out ahead. Yeah. I, I pretty much yeah. add him in every one. When I do the parlays yeah. for either goal scorers or points, I always put McDavid. And Miko Rantanen has been almost a sure thing this year, yeah. too. Uh, underrated season he's having. Jeffrey says, uh, $10 super chat. Honest opinion, who do you think makes the playoffs first? 
excluding the White Sox because no one cares about them. <laughs> Those are his words. Somebody cares Not about mine. The, the Hawks, white, the Bears, the, the Cubs, or the Sox Bulls. As actual Sox. Uh, I would think, Bears. actually, the Sox are probably the most likely. Bears. Just got DJ Moore. Uh, yeah, the Bears, maybe. Someone's got to win that division this year. Farron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Who's winning the Who's winning the Central? Well, and Adam Thielen got released today, too, by the Vikings. I still oh. pick the Vikings. Eh. Yeah. Paper champions. Kirk Cousins sucks. For all times. I, it all depends on how many primetime games the Vikings get. If, the prime time ga- if yeah, they get six vi- primetime games, there's six toes. losses. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to say Bears. 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 They'll do it first. They're definitely got the best. They're in an upward trajectory, my yeah. friends. They're, go- they're going in the right direction. I saw the, uh, the slander about the Cubs going on in the chat, and I thought it was because I made the comparison – no. To the no. to the Cubs World Series. Well, I would make a White Sox one, but. I mean, they have a World Series. It hasn't worked out with their prospects the way it did with the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep give, hearing give, about Yohan Mankata and Luis Robert and Eloy and all these if great. Alex Nylander hasn't panned out yet. <laughs> Juan yeah, Mankata the jury's still, still out on yeah, Alex Nylander. Jury's still out on Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Has it come time for the Tankathon? I think we Let's need to bully. We, we only got we need, 78 we need likes. I think we, we need to bully people numbers. into liking the video. What's that? We need to bully people into liking the video. Yeah, let's go. I, I mean, know, come on. We, we put all our bullying f- uh, purposes into the super chat. That yeah, worked out well. That's cool, too. <laughs> How much super chat money do we get tonight? We got one night at an Airbnb Ooh. in Nashville. <laughs> well, all right, we're one third of the way there. Do we know how many? How much? I don't. I could count it up for you. Well, it's Come on, we Steven. Got, we got You're 30. not tracking. We're just counting over here? <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's got to be at least 75 There's bucks. 10. You can't produce and count at the same time, guys. Let's see. I know we got I 10. I count. <laughs> I know we got we 30. There we go. We got a There's 40, five, so a 30, we're 15, a 5, a 2. 17. This is great stuff. Uh, 37 <laughs> in a row? For all the, for all oh, we got over 100 then. 37, 20. That's 57. Uh, 87. 87. All right, fine. Bonus spin. We got a lot of money. All right. It was, it was about right. 90 bucks at yeah. least. All right. That's fine. You've earned a bonus spin. Watch yourselves. A bon- Steven, who is our, uh, <laughs> what is our tank site of the of the day? Uh, we're going with Tankathon again because it worked for us. Because they, they rewarded right. us. All right. We got well, to update the standings first. The standings first. Get our drum roll here. All right. Columbus. Still horse crap. 47 points in 64 games. Uh, San Jose second uh, with 50 points in 66 games. The Hawks third with 50 points in 65 games. Then you've got Anaheim and Arizona. But Ducks are winning. Ducks are winning two to one after two. After two, despite being outshot 22 to 10. Speaking of teams that have just completely underachieved this year, I guess the Flames and Panthers doomed themselves by making that trade. Yeah. Both of those teams have sucked since they made that trade. Yeah. That's tough. Go back and undo it. Yep. All right. It is time to spin. We've got two spins tonight. And remember, if we land on the Hawks at the number one spin, then we get to bank the second one. So let's hope we just get out of here quickly. Yes. And the Hawks win right away. So courtesy <laughs> of Tankathon, here is spin number one. There we go. Oh, oh hell that's no. The worst one ever. That's no. Blues, Jackets, no. Sharks, or and Hawks. It. No. Burn it with fire. We won't be doing that. Everybody loses. That's nope. brutal. But it just goes to show you. St. Louis has got the number one pick with a 5% chance. It can happen. Mm-hmm. And now. Oh, oh no. Detroit, Montreal, oh. Columbus, San Jose, Chicago. I hope Tankathon loses all their spots. That oh, that's the Iser plan. Horrible. Just try, pretend to try to win and then get Conor Bedard. Wouldn't that be freaking just yeah, dandy? That would be totally a Steve Eiserman play there. Oh, good Lord. God. Well, that sucks. That leaves a bad taste good in my mouth. Now, you know what? To no. Pro- to we're pro- not ending with way. the Blues or Red Wings winning. That's Ugh. it. Just because we got one more super chat. Yes. There All right, fine. Super chat. Yeah. Yeah. tree because Thank of Pat Foley. All right. Yes. That's fine. You just bought yourself another spin. All right, yeah. <laughs> this is a new rule we're setting. If the Blues or Red Wings win the final spin, we spin again, regardless of what. Each spin is worth 50 bucks in super chat. There you go. We can do it all night if you guys keep paying. Sure, yeah, yeah. Keep paying. Right. We'll, we'll stay. We might get to Nashville. <laughs> yep. We're ready. Let's go. Last spin here. Nobody's shitty. San Jose, uh, Columbus, uh, Chicago. Man. All right, that's less painful. It is less painful. They flip-flopped one and two. All right. Yeah, we still get Leo Carlson. I'll take it. That's, that's fine. That's all right. All right, we are back tomorrow night after Hawks and Lightning. Cole Gutman revenge game, baby. Watch the Hawks. 
Uh, <laughs> win that one. Taylor Radish. 5-3 yeah, or Boris something Kachuk. crazy. I think it's going to be Tyler Johnson's first Tyler game Johnson. against Tampa. Wow, yeah, because he, he missed, what, he missed it because of injury. Yeah. yeah. And then he got the the flu or whatever when they were in town a oh, couple he had weeks the, ago. He had the plain sushi. Or plain yeah. sushi. So you called it, man. For, yep. Hey. <laughs> now, I hate being Stay right butt's falling off. It's brutal. All right, uh, Stephen. Right. Thanks for running things, man. We always appreciate you, and we'll see everybody tomorrow night. Join us again. Bring, load up those check. Today's payday. It's payday. <laughs> uh, I can tell. So thank you. Load up those super chats tomorrow and those likes. And hey, we don't say this often, but just a reminder: if you're watching us, chances are you've got a friend that's a Hawks fan that maybe has not heard about CHGO yet, or you know, probably a Chicago sports fan in your life because every team's covered. Let them know. Tell them to subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. Tell them to check out all the podcasts we got here because when we do well, the Zox do well, and the Cubs do well, and the Bears do well, and everybody lifts everybody else. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're hitting those like buttons. Even if you're just on YouTube and you see there's a CHGO show in your feed, just hit that like button for us. It goes a really, really long way. And one final reminder, the DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All City. Download the app now and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Mario and Greg, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow night after Hawks and Bolts on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.